Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In three, two, one. We are live from the Players Lounge. This is your boy, Scott Felix. Sitting across from me right now is my guy, Cyrus Hobby. Hey, what's good, y'all? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day. There's some overcast here in California, which we could probably use. Yeah, I'm actually pretty pumped about this. Clear out this air, huh? Yeah, I brought my jacket out this morning, and then it got hot in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Humid. That's why I wear the cutoff tee in here, always. Yeah, looks a lot of stench, (laughs) you could say. Man, dude. So, how's your week going so far? It's pretty good. Week's going good, man. Children's got a W, which uh, both of us called. I do think that we did predict that. We did. Yeah. We did. So let's get let's get right into that, man. I mean, right. what were you just like, just off the top, without even looking at your notes, because you have none. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my notes here. Uh, what, I mean, what did you what did you think about the game? Honestly, I'm going to go right to fucking coaching, man. Like, people keep getting on coaching, and we're on our third-string quarterback, and we just got a W over Utah. Um, I thought we outcoached him, uh, which is cool to see. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to support my guy, Helton, because I like him, despite yeah. as a head coach or not. The dude's a freaking good dude. Um, but, man, they were lining up man coverage, and we were just like, all right, y'all want to do that? <laughs> my, my, my man Matt Stink yeah. throwing up one-on-ones, dude. That Stinky was Fink. Stink Fink, man. Man. Yeah, that was that was one of, like, the first things that I feel like we've ever done, at least in, like, the last year, is be like, okay, instead of us using our talent as a crutch and being like, we have superior talent, <clears> so we don't need to make uh, adjustments as coaches and we don't need to have as uh, much attention to detail – we just literally started utilizing these like seven on seven situations of just like throwing jump balls with these guys. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, like the the plays that you saw that night, like I started believing in the hype of our receivers, like full on. Oh yeah. My yeah. receivers are sick. And I wasn't like with uh Slovis when he came in, I was like, All right, I don't really know what this guy is capable. When Stink came in, I was kinda fired up because yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. him play and like yeah. honestly I kinda liked him yeah. in the past. And it almost seems like the quarterbacks are like the fact that they're not game planning. I mean, obviously, as a backup, you're always ready to play. But you know what I mean. You're not, mm-hmm. like, expecting to play. And then a guy gets hurt, and they go in there and ball out. I feel like it almost takes the pressure off them, and they, like, play better, at least in yeah, I mean, it's crazy when, like, guys go into games like that. They usually pre- like, play pretty well, you know? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. At but least then, we have. I well, know. I mean, Slovis did. He, did the, yeah, same, he did the same shit, you know? He goes in, balls out, and next game, D coordinator's like, all right. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. And, yeah. But, you know, Stinky Fink goes in there, and he just starts throwing those lobs up. And half the time, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and that's what I'm worried about with Washington. I don't know if. He'll be able to do the same exact thing, but I'm just glad he's like, screw it, man. I'm not. Yeah. I think like it's almost like you don't have the hype coming up to it, so he's just able to like play yeah. free football. Whereas like then you get a week under your belt, and then you get some hype, and then you start guys get like overly like, oh, I gotta yeah. make the right play. Yeah. Whereas like it's almost like you can play freer when you're not expecting to be the starter and you just come in and ball out because all the quarterbacks look freaking good, man. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange, man. The (laughs) third-string quarterback looks the best of all season. Second-string quarterback looks good. First-string quarterback, you know, but it's it's pretty crazy, man, just to be able to see that. And it fires me up because it it gives a little bit more juice to our program, especially after that weak-ass loss to BYU because – that was just poop cheese, man. That was so bad. <laughs> so bad. You know, but like we said on the show last week, I know we're like jokesters in here and we're jokey joke <laughs> Jokey joke maker. Stupid. 
I know that we like like fuck around a lot, but at the end of the day, we did say last week that we like our odds better against teams that we know like that, like a Utah, yeah. like Washington, not Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to not that. Yet. I don't yeah, know. we'll get I don't to, we'll get to that when we play them. I got a little yeah. more research to tell you. But <laughs> go to get in the. But like Utah though, man, uh, UCLA, Oregon, all these schools in the Pac-12, dude. We should beat these guys. That's not, yeah. and it's not like arrogance of like having. Oh yeah, we have talent and we have this. It's like, dude, if we literally just utilize decent coaching <laughs> and like utilize our actual playmakers, dude, you saw that you saw the talent difference with uh, yeah. with the Utah corners and our receivers. Yeah, and I was, I was reading a bunch of notes this week or last week that. Utah's defensive backs were like crazy good. That their secondary was like the best in in the Pac-12, and I was like, oh, that'll, that'll be interesting to see. Those mo- they were getting I lost. Even, left I don't want right, to. I don't want to use cuss words on them, but they were they were looking weak. Yeah, they look fucking mouth. Man. Yeah, they were they were weak. They're, it was just like it reminded me of that one play when uh, Utah was playing us a couple years back, and Juju just launched that man. In the oh stands. man, I was right there Dude, on the side. It was, it was beautiful. beautiful. I had I was, front row ticket. Yeah, it's just like there's just there's just like some like kryptonite that Utah's defensive backs <laughs> has with our receivers, and I and I I'm mad at it. <laughs> Again, like it's like the high like the big games we we freaking show up for, and I think that's that's something that's impressive about like Washington, for example. Like they play teams and they beat them how they're supposed to. Like we don't beat teams. Like BYU, like that's a statement game. Like come out there, whoop their ass, yeah, no. and beat them by like over fourteen points. Yeah. But we get it's a game like, well, it's BYU. We got Utah next week, yeah. and we don't play up to their level. Whereas like Utah comes to town, we're like, oh shit, and we play them, and because we have better athletes, like we're gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing's gonna happen with Washington personally. Like they're they're highly ranked, so we're like hyped up. Yeah. And it's like oh, we, so we play to their level. Yeah. It's, no, I think yeah. I mean, we're gonna get into Washington because there's a whole lot of show you yeah, to talk sorry, about I'm that. Getting, getting no, no, no. Me. There's there's no script, man. <laughs> there's no script. Well, let me put this one. And away, then. next on our script. <laughs> 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 no, I I think that again, I just I don't want to sound like a like a you know a record or a dead record or a horse <laughs> a dead, dead horse beat, a dead record. beat horse <laughs> record. I don't want to keep beating a dead record with a horse on my yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, though, man, it wasn't too surprising that we got the W. No. Like everybody was all nervous and shit. And quite frankly, that's another thing I want to talk about is having the goat back in the Coliseum. Reggie. No, literally, literally they had a goat on the. Oh, there was a goat. No, oh, actually, I saw that. Bye. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why we won. No, but no, man, Reggie, Reggie, dude, man. bring him. Like, I don't even know where we start with Reggie, bro. Um, well, well, that's a black hole that I don't want to get caught into. But <laughs> but let's go. But yeah. let's dive in. But let's but let's let's get the let's get the swim gear. Honestly, it fired me up that he was talking shit on yeah. pregame because I I wasn't I didn't have the sound on at the moment. I was I was at work and I was listening to or I was watching this thing, and I see him talking with like this demeanor, and I'm like, he ain't saying good yeah, shit right that now. That don't look that's like some, hype. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some stuff that he's talking about right now, and. I looked on Twitter and I see that he's criticizing the players for like half of them having their shirts off and the half of them not. And, you know, he said great points where he's like, if you're not winning national championships, if you're not winning Pac-12s, if you're not undefeated, then you have no place to be doing that. You ain't scaring nobody. We all work out. Bro. You had a great point when we were talking earlier this week about Bama. You want to talk about you that? Bro, you go, go take your shirt off around Bama. You think any of those motherfuckers are scared of you walking around, these little-ass walk-ons walking around with shirts I know, off. It's like, I dude, know. put your... 
You think Coach O would let your ass come nah, out of the locker room? Coach O ain't. Yeah, yeah, boy. yeah, Coach O ain't letting that happen. No, but but that's the but the reason why it's important is because that's kind of the culture. It's like, oh man, we're yeah, walking whatever. out, we're cool, like we yeah. have our shirts off. USC. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's all it's a, that hype shit, and it's like, bro, put your shirt on. Get right locked in for a game. Nobody's yeah. watching you. Yeah. In fact, you got the goat out there talking. Like, and thank God yeah. Reggie came back to talk some sense. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm because I always got criticized as a player from like middle school to high school to college, <laughs> to and, now. and never <laughs> and never the NFL. <laughs> but like, I was always criticized for like being an individual in a sense because one, I liked having a certain like swagger to myself like with my gear and stuff like that yeah you know so like i can understand the guys want to go out there and warm up with their shirts off and everything but at the same time though like if y'all it's a if it's a team thing if it's like okay every single person on this team is not walking out there's walking out there with no shirt weird but cool okay you guys are moving as a unit but if i see like half of them with shirts on half of them off and then i see like slapdick walk-ons in there just like trying to look cool and stuff like that so they can like impress their like sorority girlfriends it's like dude get the hell out of here man cuz that don't fire me up that's yeah. like, that's i'm very traditional about like honoring like usc and the oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah honor respect Fuck all my dog. life i've lived by a code <laughs> honor the gods love your woman and respect your country Shout out to Troy. Shout out to Troy. Yeah, uh, Eric Banner. Eric Banner. Yeah, great, great movie. Great movie. Has nothing to do with what we're talking <laughs> about. <here>, <laughs> no, I'm glad they brought Reggie back in the building, man. It's I'm again. We won't get into the black hole at least right now about Bush, but what the what USC did to him. I mean, you wouldn't even know that that dude was like one of the, the best that he even went to USC. Like, let alone being one of the most influential and best college players ever yeah like you wouldn't even know he was there man and it's like for like why like i still don't get that reason so the fact that he was back and like i hope he comes around more and i hope they start to like put him on like usc needs to put reggie bush on bro like that that's not even for usc football that's for college football this dude got millions of people watching college football jumping over people and running the whole field and it's like I don't see him anywhere on campus. Like, dude, this is one of the best players we ever had in this university. No, that's a great point. Not even just for USC, but for college football, man. Dude. Guys that don't even go to USC that look at Reggie as a god. Cause... I'm like, what did he really do? That's it. Like, what did he really do? Man. That was that bad, man. That nobody know. else was doing around I mean, the world. You look at you look at these other allegations that other oh schools have god, had, man, dude. and it's just it's laughable the the sentencing that they get. You know, like I don't want to get into Penn State's weird wormhole. But like, you know, like <laughs> that, there's, that's a, that's that's a, a weird one. one. <laughs> but like, there's just like so many other examples. And all slaps on the, the wrist. Yeah, it slaps yeah. on the wrist, bro. But it's like USC. It's like ah, ah. like after all these, you know, all these championships we got, they gotta try and tear us down because they hate us. Because yeah. that was the thing about those USC football right. teams was that walking out like with that swagger that they were trying to have right. last week with having no shirts on. That's some shit that like the old USC would do. Right, and. And they'd be scared. Yeah, and you'd be scared. You'd be like, yeah, you'd be like, damn. Lendo White coming down the middle. Reggie Bush running around. Like Like, that's that's like the nostalgia that USC has been constantly trying to chase with having Mm -hmm. Pat Hayden as the athletic director and then hiring Lynn Swan, former players, like cool. I don't have anything against them personally as men, but like as like looking at their jobs objectively, not the best, you know, and chasing. yeah, yeah, and so when we when we're sitting there trying to catch nostalgia of something that was that will never be repeated again, dude. No. Like Belichick ain't ever gonna be repeated in New England. Right. Pete Carroll will never be repeated at USC. Master Pete, Lord Master, Pete, Master, Master come Pete, come back, <laughs> come back, my bridges. You know, it's 
It's just something that we're never going to capture again, man. So it's like, how are we going to get we that new We need to create wave? our own culture, dude. We yeah. need to create our own thing. And right now we're trying to create it without, like, it's like there, we have more freaking media videos than anybody in the country. Like, I don't see Bam, I don't see Bam or Georgia, like, putting out all these freaking videos. Dude, we got so many intros. Guys have their own bio story with, like, Maybe. them flexing. And it's like, bro, like, we need to be winning. Yeah. I, I mean... Again, we came from a weird transition period of the post-sanctions and stuff, so we weren't really winning well, in our know, times. That's, I'm glad you bring that up because, honestly, that's something that we're going to dive deep into with this whole show because with us being at, that, at, at USC in that time, there's a period in, in the culture of USC and with those football teams that not many people know. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about like Sammy D and like the Rose Bowl win, which was the culmination of all those guys that stayed right. at USC to keep them afloat. Right. Because all the guys that, that went to USC, they could have easily went to other programs that could go to the playoffs or to, to bowl games. Right. But, you know, there was a select few of dudes. It was like, I know you're, you're going to be pissed because you're Persian, but like 300, <laughs> it felt like that, dude. How dare you? How dare you? That, Everybody knows that Persians are bullsh- bad guys. That story's bullshit, by the <laughs> Everybody way. Everybody knows that Persians are bad guys in every story. That story's bullshit, by the way. <laughs> 300 but, guys, they got rocked, dude. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> yeah, they fought really hard. You guys got freaking rocked. Sorry to all the Greeks out there. Persians, where you at? Uh, well, you know, yeah, it's just... I lost my train of thought. Thinking, I lost my train of thought We're thinking about, about that time frame, about the transition uh, period. I was thinking about Leonidas's abs. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, we're gonna get into that, man. Like over the course of this whole show, because there's there's a lot of nitty gritty that people don't know about, man. And I have so much respect for guys that that people won't even know. People that that, oh, yeah. that yeah, people didn't even play. You know, totally. like like walk ons that were like in there, like earning their stripes in the trenches and just having no glory. You know, getting their asses kicked day in and day out, and then the guys that were like the T.J. McDonalds and the and the D.K.s and yeah. you know like like Leos and shit. Dude, man. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, yeah. one of the most underrated players at SC ever, and, and he's one of the best barely, receivers in the world. Barely right now. gets love, and even in the NFL, he still barely gets love. And that yeah. dude was just not even just as a football player, as like a person, as a teammate, like guy, yeah. like just somebody that you wanted to like be around. You're just yeah. like no, nobody knows about that stuff. Yeah, I mean. I'm glad that we're talking about a little bit about that because, you know, we're, we talked a little bit about Utah. It's already, what, today's Wednesday? Today's Thursday? It's Thursday. It's Thursday? <laughs> Good Lord, dude. Oh, my. Los Angeles. There's <laughs> a time warp here. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that what I want to do is because what, what we pride ourselves on in this show, granted we're only two episodes deep, Long live the <laughs> players' lounge. What we really yeah. well, I mean, what we want to do is we want to bring guys on the show, man. And I think that you know, with with uh, us being here, mm-hmm. like let's people don't know your fucking story, man. Yeah. People, and I, I am one of your closest friends, and even then, I, I hope, <laughs> but I don't even know your story like that. Like I know a little bit about it, but yeah. you know, there's so much that people don't know, and that's why we want to have this show so that we can give people those like perspectives that they haven't really had with certain players, man, or all players for that matter. So like, I just, we're not going to get into no like weird interview BS, but like, I'm going to, I want to just like, I want to talk a little bit about like your journey, man. Um, can I grab another beer first? Yeah. (laughs) Two actually. I think think we have a word from our sponsor. A word from the sponsor. Thank you, man. Because that is something that we need to plug other than believe sports. Yes. And a word from our sponsor. Thank you so much. They just took it away from us. <laughs> ah, yeah, but we're going to come back. I'm going to try and get them again. 
Let me text them. <laughs> Dang, they said you like that. Like, Got it. Let's go. They said that we're back on. Here we are. Ooh, 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 ooh. If you're listening to this and you're not hype, I don't know who <laughs> you are. You all for that. Yeah, seriously. There's your beer. And we are not affiliated with Mortal Combat in any yeah, way. Yeah, don't sue us. Yeah, don't we don't want that copyright problem. Copyright infringement. And mm. We don't. We don't have money. I promise yeah, you. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise you, you won't get. You're it. gonna. You're gonna sue me and get a pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I need those socks. <laughs> yeah, I don't need those. And granted, they got holes in them anyways. Cheers. Cheers, baby. Um. So, so what do you want to know, man? I don't know. I want to know how'd you get into football, man? But a long time ago, I was no, I was uh, always a bigger kid. So clearly seemed pretty natural. My head's the same size it was then. Uh, I was out in Arizona and I, uh, I was in second grade playing with freaking like fifth and sixth graders just being miserable in my life. I was like freaking dieting to stay cause they had those weight limits yeah. and I was so massive in second grade that I could barely make weight. For were, like you, were you playing O-line? I was playing line, O-line and D-line. Yeah. yeah. But I was like decent shape. <laughs> I was quarterback. But so I started playing flag football instead because uh, that was just easier to do. And it was Dude, fun. Dude, flag, flag football is the move. Let's go. No, it's, flag football yeah. is for real the move, man. Way more fun. Well, more. it just teaches kids so much, man. Yeah. I played quarterback, actually. I played quarterback for all of Hey, man, there's a lot of fat kids playing uh, quarterback and flag football. Dude, I was second team, all first team, Arizona, Southwest region. That's a big, Boys and girls that's a big accomplishment, man. Yeah. And then uh, so that, high school, flag? yeah, it's, it's hanging <laughs> up somewhere. I lost it when I sold my storage. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, high school, uh, high school is cool because I feel like I really became a freaking man when I got to high school because I was a big kid, freshman year. So I was like, they picked on me, man. When I got to varsity, like I got the shit kicked out of me, like pretty mm-hmm. much every day. They put me at three tech in between the two strongest, like most powerful men I've ever seen. And, you know, Arizona's not shy from steroids, so these dudes were freaking just juiced out of their minds and just pancaking me. Every I Literally every play, I would just get thrown into the dirt and mm. then have to get up and then get back, and mm. they were just continuing. And plus, they knew my brother, so it's like the little brother, yeah, and yeah. I'm the big kid that oh, thinks. Dude. Bro, they shat on me for a whole year, and it was really good for me because yeah. I just had to keep getting up and keep getting my ass kicked. So, like, when did – I know that you were playing, like, you know, Pop Warner and, like, Flag and all that, but, like, when did it become, like, an actual thing for you where it was like, hey, I can actually get a scholarship for this, where you thought it was, like, possible, you know? Freshman year, my O-line – or my head coach, after our freshman season, he brought me in. And uh, one of the guys that during our time, his name was Corey Adams, he was getting looked at from uh, Ohio State. He was getting looked at from USC, Coach Ogens. And he was pretty much getting all the – love from all those places he said he brought me into the office and said one day you're gonna have more offers than Corey adams than this guy mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> i just, just kind of just like i don't know <laughs> but what made it real was the following year um, i went to this camp badger sport and it was i uh, went to it was like in new jersey and uh, that was the first time I'd seen talent from, like, the South, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. These dudes were freaking grown. I'm, like, dude, 15 years old. Hey, homie. <laughs> dude, these dudes were huge, like, massive. Like, everybody, like, because Arizona, there's pretty good talent, and now yeah, it's yeah, even yeah. better. Yeah. But at that time, it was, like, just starting to grow. So I was, I'd get some good competition. But, dude, these guys were beasts. Yeah. And I went, uh, nobody would play right tackle. Everyone wanted to play left tackle, or they were all fatties, so they played, like, guard and center. So I was the literally the only person in the right tackle line. 
But with the other lines, you only get one or two reps. I got 15 reps in a row, and I won like 11 or 12 of them Damn. and fucking one offensive lineman of the camp. So then I got like four offers after that. And that was when it kind of started getting real for me, sophomore yeah. year. Sophomore year, you got your first offer? Yeah, ASU, Sun Devils, go Devils. Hey. <laughs> and uh, got my first offer from them, and then Michigan followed suit. And then, dude, once you you know once you get yeah. those one or two, especially when you're a sophomore, like other teams just start looking. It doesn't even matter if you're good or not. They're just like, wait, who they offered who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... How, uh, what was like the first school they offered you? I mean, when you get your first one, that's always just like, <laughs> word from the sponsor. <laughs> from the um, sponsor. but yeah. So how was it like when, like when you got your first offer, how was that man? Like what was, cause I know that that's, that's kind of like how I, at least when my opinion, yeah. when my perspective, it was like validation. When know? did you get your first offer? Uh, my junior year, right after. From who? From uh, by a man named Coach Sark at UW. Oh. Him and him and him and Dirty Nansen came into Norco. Oh, Nansen too. Yeah, they Let's came into go. Norco and they and they they offered me. And the weird thing was is that my coach didn't even tell me until like a couple months later because he, he didn't want me to get a big head because <laughs> he up. saw me in the weight room like working so hard for like doing this and and um you know. Can we, can we, can we, can we silence can this we, thing? Dude, can I put it on airplane this? mode. Why All right, come on, man. There we go. Okay. But Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, so, I mean, the first time that I got my offer, it was validation. It was right. like, what I'm doing right now, all these, like, quite frankly, like, people don't really know my story as well, but, well, that's for another time. <laughs> but, like, it was a lot of lonely nights, you know? And so it was like, okay, this is paying off. But... First offer that you got, aside from ASU, where you were like, Michigan's pretty damn crazy for your second offer, too. Yeah, That's is. pretty nuts. How? What was like the first offer where you were like... USC, bro. Hell Dude, yeah. USC was that... Because like Nebraska came in, and like they were pretty good at the time, so that was kind of cool. Like All these ones were cool, but like mm-hmm. USC kept tickling me, too, because that was when Brandon Carroll was recruiting me, so mm-hmm. it was still the Carroll days. Damn. They offered me, but then they took it away because they was a new coach. So I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> And so I didn't hear from them for a long time. Um, but then when Coach Kiffin, I remember, I remember the, the day he called me. I was in camp for freshman year, where I had all my buddies surrounding me. We were in the dorms, and I was like, guys, 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 Coach Kiffin's calling. And Coach Kiffin called, and I was like, Buddy, Hobby, we're gonna offer you. So and I, what really, year was that? that you was were a junior or junior, maybe yeah, junior year. Oh, okay, I want to okay. say maybe maybe senior year. Might have been the start of senior year. And that was a big one for me. I don't know, because USC just always had hype, and people in Arizona all, like, hate USC. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of made me like them, right. naturally, because, like... Hate us. Yeah, they just hate us. And that's how USC is. I mean, Yeah, everybody hates USC. USC definitely made it for me where I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Because I, yeah. I was pretty into UCLA and ASU. Yeah, poo-poo. But when freaking if Rick Neuheisel brings you around campus and... Uh, great guy introduces you to people probably not so legal but Rick, <laughs> i mean Rick, rick's a he was a he was a cool guy man he was always cool New he was like up. he was like that corny uncle that you would like <laughs> not want to get trapped in a conversation with but after like 20 minutes of talking about like paint and and dirt and just the most absurd simple by the things. way he'll kick <laughs> most i'll bet anyone he'll kick your ass at ping pong that dude is a baller at ping pong honestly i'm not surprised dude, he's like you want to try try play a game and dude he whooped me i don't even think i scored a point so i was into ucla but uh 
Yeah, man, USC made it real. And it, I don't even think I really understood the gravity of it, honestly, at the time in high school. Because yeah. you're just like, when you're getting all these offers, I don't know, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Get yeah. And then guys are taking you around. It's weird, man. Grown-ass men are, like, treating you, like, this certain way. I mean, you it's know. It's nuts, man. It. I mean, when you're when you're a teenager and you're getting this kind of attention, and it's like they're, I don't know, it's like having, like you said, grown men hyping you up, you know, and treating yeah. you like you're just some... Because for the people that, I don't know, it's hard to put into words because it's everybody's story is different. But when these coaches are coming up to you and like hyping you up, like some like some crazy stuff that they're telling you, you know, they're 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 slithering these like dreams inside your <laughs> mind, man. It's like, you know, all American, buy your mom a house. That's that's what that's what Coach NFL, O's thing was. NFL, you know? you're going to the NFL, yeah, you're yeah. going to make millions and millions. And for of people who don't come from shit. Excuse my French. My <laughs> But. With people that don't come from good areas, that's your ticket. Yeah, that's the way that you're getting out. Because I, I'm, I know your family enough. I know my family. I could say comfortably with my family could not nowhere near afford what yeah, a tuition is. Hell no. Yeah. So it's like it's like, yo, this is my way out. This is how I'm going to get to where I want to go. So that's it's weird having that duality of that need. And then when you have coaches come by and like, and then just giving you the old coach feel up on the shoulders and the, Oh dude, the horse prodding, dude, people don't know about that. Dude, I got felt up by grown men more than ever in my high school. It was very Sandusky. (laughs) There's a lot going on. (laughs) Hey, Javi, how we doing? Slapping your ass, slapping your back, (laughs) slapping your legs, everything. Dude, it's it's the weirdest thing because they're like, you got a grown man just like rubbing your neck and shit. And they're like, and there's a lot of coaches that just like look in the eyes too. They're just like, oh, oh." I'm like, I'm going through puberty. What's happening? Yeah, but so <clears throat> let's say like once you once you once you committed to SC, mm-hmm. what was what was life like once you got on the campus? Well, obviously that shit changes real quick. Yeah. Day one, you walk on the campus, yo, this is mine, hobby. Freaking Coach O, Coach Pola, all that recruiting shit goes out the window. Yeah. Coach Kiffin was a was a totally different person. Yeah. Um we came in hot. We had a pretty big class. Um who was in your class? Cody Temple, Two-Ton Temple, uh, Cody Kessler, Marquise Lee, uh, George Farmer, um, Andre Walker, Marcus Martin, mm. uh, what are the great Townsend, Junior, Anthony Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Dude, a lot of good, a lot of good names right there. I mean, shit, the Anthony right was supposed to be in y'all's class too. Yeah, wasn't he? Anthony yeah. committed. Yeah. Well, there's obviously a few guys like yeah. that, but the Anthony. Oh my god, dude, my visit. With I mean, the Anthony. Yeah, I can't imagine. Other. Yeah, we'll talk about visits. That's, we'll get a, there. that's yeah. a whole other Chibata <laughs> breath. Um, that's an X-rated podcast. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the the intensity that was. I remember doing my first because you know we had the players workouts in the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. Dude, my first one of those, I was like, holy shit, this is way faster than yeah. I thought. And yeah. that includes the plays and the players. Like, the plays, you're like, wow, that's a lot to take in, but I'll just go play football. And then yeah. you they just call hike, and you're like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> These guys are moving. We don't have pads on, and which yeah, is weird yeah. to me, because in high school, you didn't really... Like when we didn't have pads on, we didn't really go that hard. And I see they guys, these guys were moving, and mm-hmm. that was something that changed. Talk about back to the fucking culture change. Like I remember when I came back as tight end, and I went hard without the pads on. Like everybody got mad at me. They're like, "What are you doing, bro? Relax." Yeah. But like when I came in with those guys from the Carroll days, we were beating the shit out of each other without oh, yeah. pads on. Yeah. Like you're trying to win. Yeah. 
which that is not happening yeah. anymore. So yeah. that was a real culture shock to me coming in. Like the speed of this game is night and day yeah. from high school. It's and then I mean having to run actual plays because in high school it's like run there. And I'm like all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, high school is like hey Cyrus block this guy, take those two guys out. And like, all right, got you, coach. Here block nine guys right dude, here. I literally in high school had plays where the coach was like, yeah, you're just gonna have to take two guys on this play, and you're like, oh okay, fuck it. Like you don't, you know, in high school. <laughs> Imagine, imagine a coach telling you to take two guys in in college. Yeah, right. You can barely take one guy. Oh, so. <laughs> two guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pause. Oh Lord. Yeah, we're getting into man. here. But yeah, man. It's, oh, it's, that's the other thing is the up? locker room. Probably the gayest place I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That was a culture shock for me. And it's not even a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's it awesome. kind of makes you more <laughs> stable in your own sexuality, <laughs> knowing that there's these straight guys. Ah, questionable, <laughs> questionable. Yeah, I don't know. Straight is a loose term. Yeah, it is, especially in that kind of locker room. I remember there was one guy that I walked in at Heritage Hall. By the way, that, right, that's dude. that was the that was the place that you were in for your first two years. No, yes, it was. Yeah, I was luckily. I'm very proud of it. It was my class. that was the last class that was the ones to go in there as freshmen in the Heritage Hall before we before we left. Bro, Heritage was Heritage oh. was ten times better than McKay Center. Yes. Um, so much more grit. Yeah, there was there was literally just like I don't know, like nostalgia in a good way, and just like there was just honor oozing off the walls, you know, to like go a- and walk to even in the locker room, the shitty locker room that had like leaks and pipes everywhere, and it was just like it was not nice in that right. retrospective, like what kids nowadays look at, like Oregon LSU's oh, got these hundred billion dollar, you know, just like yeah. all right, cool. That place over there, that. dude. All those like the peeling walls of the All American Walk in Heritage Hall before you go out there. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the the gold plates for McKay is pretty sick. Yes, but the wall in like Heritage Hall leading into the into the locker rooms, and dude, it was just it it made you feel like you were a part of something, you know? Yeah. Where it's like like there's a standard without guys having to tell me. Yep. Now it's like we have to. Sit there and like look hard and tell you like, hey, this is what we do. Well, McKay, just you take all the. I mean, McKay's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. That place it's, is absolutely no gorgeous. state of the art. It's yeah. beautiful, and I've blood and sweat in there plenty of times. But we all have. But you walk into Heritage, and I don't know. I just had like you said, you were tapping into like the dungeon, bro. Oh yeah, that shit was the. Dun- you were there to work. Yeah, slapping weights around. The whole place is shaking. Yeah, that shit was fun, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Shifting gears. <laughs> we ain't no interviewees, interviewers, so I don't really know how to conduct an interview because yeah, this isn't really it. one. But like, I just want to know more about like your your thing with USC. Um, yeah. What was like something that just like stood out to you? Obviously, like every single guy that goes there, besides like Leonard, <coughs> Leonard and like you know Woody and Marquise, right. guys like that. It's not a culture shock to them, but like. Right. What was just like something that like through like that is is in your memory that stood stood out in a big way, like in your first few years being at USC, like what was something that was just like always, just something that like you like look back and be like you know what that was like pretty interesting or that was strange or that was that was cool you know what was like something that like is that you always think about in like a positive or negative way shit. I mean, there's plenty of those. A lot of weird stuff that went on those yeah. times. But I was very thankful to be there that first year. That was 2011. That was when we were on sanctions. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get to a bowl game. Yeah, That was the coolest year. I had, we had dudes from the PKL days, <clears throat> and we had no way of winning. 
and we just went out and kicked the shit out of everybody. Like we lost to ASU, and I think we lost to that was the Andrew Luck Stanford game triple overtime. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know how to explain it, man. We played like the the attitude was so different. Like these older guys, Rhett Ellison, Christian Tupo, Ross Cumming, Matt Khalil, Nick Perry. John Harris, freaking TJ, like Ballas. dude names, Nikel Roby, yeah. Woody, Xavier Grimble, Randall, all these dudes. Shout out to Moody. Dude, Moody, dude, yeah. Curtis, yeah. Gallipo. They were just like, I don't even know how to explain it, man. Like the attitude was so different then. And I, I came in for that. And I'm so glad I got that year under my belt because the next year was when we got, all, again, all the hype. Yeah. We're freaking number one going yeah. into the year, which we should have been. I mean, we were, we, looked, we were number one. We were number one. That year was probably the biggest year for me because, like, that was it. That was something that I wish would kind of come back to see as far as like older dudes being um, uh, influential to the younger guys. Like, yeah. as far as like part of a team. Like, I feel like now it's kind of it's got more much more individualized, and it's kind of like. A, yeah, I think that not to cut you off, but I think that <laughs> but I'm gonna cut you yeah, off. but I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off, asshole. I think that with the players that, like you said, like it'd be dope to like kind of have those players come back and you know just like breathe that mm-hmm. that that uh, I don't know that level of like of USC that we have like that standard. Right. Um, I think that we're past that. I think that yeah. it, I think that ship has sailed, man. Right. Because if you get guys in there like in this team, they'll understand. And, and this is all this is all speculation on my part. I think that if you get bring guys in like a, um, let's say you bring in a guy like Chris Galippo, right, or somebody who is not the, um, the like the poster boy for those USC teams, mm-hmm. guys that that this team wouldn't really know. I think that they would have a hard time taking lessons from those guys. You know, yeah. there. I remember when a guy like Sharice Wright from my right. hometown of like Colton, California. I had a different connection to him, but Sharice, who was a beast ass corner, right. while he was at USC. Pretty sure he's still playing in the NFL. At least he was last year. He was walking around in the locker room, and there would be guys in there just, like, literally trying to just, like, talk to him, you know? Like, we would be trying to, like, pick his brain and just, like, you know, just talk to the guy because he was a part of the old SC, and that's something that we've always been trying to capture again, which we never will, you know, but we can strive for it, you know, and let that be the 2.0 of what's coming. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. I don't think that it'll work no more. I just mean I think what can work though is older guys like those dudes held you accountable on all assets because coaches aren't always going to be there, and and it's kind of hard to like always listen to your coach dogging on you because like they're going to dog on you all the time. Yeah, but like when you got a a older guy that you're looking up to, and he's like, even when you're not not football related, like I remember we would link up every Thursday night because like that's when football players go out. (laughs) Thursday, by the way, Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Um, and instead of like going out, getting crazy, getting wild, we would all get together. We would all link up at somebody's house, maybe have a beer or two, and like just chill out and just hang out with each other and talk whatever like Mm -hmm. and and they did that with like older guys brought in younger guys and like you kind of I don't know like showing the way and I just watched the transition over the past few years of like older guys trying to get ready for the NFL trying to get their money like Mm -hmm. which is cool but I think what USC is missing is like when everybody eats like when we win like everybody eats oh yeah you know what I'm saying like when we're all if you get what you don't get is that if you get the guy next to you on board, if you get the young guy under you on board, like it makes your game better and everybody gets noticed. Guys yeah. are getting looks in the NFL that probably have no business even getting looked at, but yeah. they do because everybody's killing it. And that thing, that has shifted. And I think it's something that could honestly, hopefully try to come back. Well, it makes me think about Devon Kennard yes. from, from, from day one till now. 
I still will say, and with no disrespect to any other guy like TJ or, you know, any other guy on that team, those teams, DK was the best leader in, that I've ever seen in sports. Mm-hmm. He led by example, and he was so good of a leader that when I was in Coach O's room, the honestly, like, top five dopest things I'll ever say that I can, like, uh, <laughs> that I can, that I did. <laughs> I, was in, I was in Coach O's meeting room as a young kid watching these guys who were freaking ballers just getting after it and, like, even seeing Coach O rip them. But, like, I knew, like, like JR, DK, Uko, Leo, Tuan, all on, those. Uko. Yeah, come on, little Uko. You know, like, Ooh, little Uko, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, like, it's, come on, little Lenny. Come on, little Lenny. you be a light boy. <laughs> Shout out to all the guys that were light boys. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, it was just crazy because, like, DK was a guy that was actually, like, trying to pass that on because that's mm-hmm. what happened with the old SC. Those guys did that with DK and D- when DK was a little baby. Yeah. And he was doing the same thing with me where m- me, after coming me. off, me, 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 me. After coming off of like like a neck surgery for my freshman year, came back my redshirt freshman year, and I knew I had no shot to, to play, none whatsoever. There are three guys ahead of me that were just like destined to be in the NFL, but it it it, it took DK to like literally be talking to me like week in and week out and like being like, "Yo, trust the process, man. Keep on yeah. going. This is what I did. This is what people before me did. Yeah. Keep on going." And it literally made me want to practice even harder while I was out there on those like Thursdays, like doing scout team for uh, for the for the offense for like the looks for the for the next team that we were mm-hmm. playing. It gave me motivation because I'm like, man, this is this is part of the process. It made, it made me feel good, you know. Yeah. But and it, and, it, and it got you better because when you go do those things, you do get better. And that's and it's it's not the the proudest thing. And this is for people. I don't. I assume players won't listen to this nonsense, but like. Sam Darnold, of all people, was on scout team. At oh, yeah, point. I was playing yeah, with him, dude. Yeah, exactly, and I was playing against him as a starting uh, linebacker, and he was dogging us sometimes. I know. We'd, we'd fuck him up, don't get me wrong, but, like, he was... He got made, better because he was getting fucked up yeah, and still making throws. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's... I mean, we're getting a little sidetracked here. I one give, thing... I have to give one quick shout-out to Collard Holmes, too. I didn't drop yeah. his name, and Collard Holmes was yeah. probably one of the biggest uh, influencers to me, and he was a guy that, again, epitomized just, like doing it the right way yeah. and like watching film and knowing the game and yeah, he was honest, a great leader and then trying to teach people like, yeah he was a great leader he hated me but. <laughs> yeah but he, but but it wasn't even if even when guys didn't like you like they're teaching you a lesson like i had guys yeah. that hated me too but like yeah. they you learn from that shit yeah. and just you're, the pretty, passion, you're, you know? you're a lot more likable than i am yeah, i'll say man. that when you're fat, things are funny. Yeah, that's true. You dance that's around true. in a thong freshman year as a fatty. Yeah. People go are watch like, that yeah. on YouTube, guys. Yeah, shout out, party boy. So what I one thing that I do know about, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, before all this stuff happened with the players lounge. <laughs> Quick word from the sponsor. As soon as the Wi-Fi loads. <laughs> one thing that we did talk about. That I was there for, that I actually got my herniated disc on, yeah. that finished it at least, was Stanford. Mm, yeah. And that was like a ripple effect for your entire life up yeah. to this point. Um, just for context, going into that year, we were going up to the farm to play Stanford. We were ranked number one. We had just whooped Hawaii's ass in the Coliseum. 
I think that was one of the last few times that the Coliseum was sold out to a T. Right. Um, we kicked their ass. It was a great old time. Barkley was back. TJ McDonald was there. Unfinished business. <laughs> you know, we came back. Every The hype around USC was back. USC was officially back. We were eligible to go to the national championship at that point. It was all there for us. And then... Colin Holmes gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You have to fill in like last minute. I think that he he got hurt in practice. Didn't no, he? it was the Syri- at the end of the Syracuse game. Oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah, la- yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I stand corrected. We went and played Syracuse. Yeah, that's what we did. We went and played right. in MetLife, squeaked out that a win cool. over there that was pretty fun. And then shout out to Rain Delays that game. I remember that. Oh yeah. So we get done with Syracuse, and now we're going to Stanford. And Colin is now hurt. You're the backup center, and. Uh, we lose that game. Damn it! <laughs> we lose that game. We 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 you know in the in the rivalry that we have with Stanford, we end up losing that game and we we fall off and then the rest is history for that season, which was many terrible, issues. terrible, season. many issues across the board. Yeah, we lost a lot um, of games that year. So with with that happening, man, like let's I want to hear like your perspective on all that stuff. Um, how it like the build up to it, what happened in there, what happened after, and then like where it took you into like your 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 art with being in theater. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear from some of that stuff, man. I mean, I was obviously it started with the very beginning call getting hurt. I was literally on the other side of the uh, sideline just messing around with Max Wittick, and then Javi, get your ass in there! Oh shit! <laughs> like not ready to play yeah. at all. Yeah, getting for Syracuse was fine, whatever. And then on the fl- uh, plane fight back home, Kiffin just like puts his arm on hand. He's like, "You ready?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I don't think I was ready because Stanford's D man, they were. That was when they had Shane Scove, they had was, Trent Murphy. Dude, they had they had boys on that. That team. front seven, I'm pretty sure all of them are still in the NFL right now. They all went to the NFL. They all went, and I think like five out of five out of the seven of them are yeah. all still playing. Yeah. Um, so they were a good defense. I would argue one of the better defenses of freaking the Pac-12 in the past like ten years. Anyways, um, yeah, man, I was pretty. That that was my first start too. So like, I'd be playing a little bit. I got some reps and whatnot here and there, but like that was my first start at center, which is not what I came into college playing. And uh, honestly, um, I mean, I was pretty jacked up for that game. I thought I was doing pretty well most of the game, and coach actually hyped me up at halftime. Um, you know, I was telling the guys, we need more guys playing like Hobby over here. Because I was, you know, I was all over the place. I was doing well. But there was, like, some pretty bad plays. And then <laughs> towards the the last, the very last drive, um, we have, uh, I got, some guy ran over me. And I got, like, a holding call. And Barkley got sacked. So we didn't win the game. And obviously, I took that pretty hard. Um, Why'd you take it hard? Because it's like you let down your and you know, dude. I mean, you felt the same shit, bro. At Utah, like you walk in the freaking. Oh, I, I, we'll we'll get to mine. We walk in. <laughs> I don't want to bring that up right now. No, man. You just like I took it hard because I don't like the coaches and stuff and all that stuff's cool, but like letting down your peers is like such a shitty feeling. And yeah. it's like when guys aren't like aren't really looking at you, and you just kind of like have that pit in your stomach of just like, wow, dude, I just let everybody down. And the whole and we were number one, so it's like I feel like... <laughs> yeah. And the whole shit was being put on me as if like I had lost the game personally for us, which I got messages from fans saying, you should quit football, you should kill yourself, I hope your legs break. And I was like, oh, man. And you kind of started listening to that stuff. Yeah, you're like Trojan family. And then not only that, like I wanted to come back strong, and I'm pretty sure the first play of practice, my freaking back, like I got a disc herniation too, L4, L5. 
um, started from the weight room and then got in the back. So like I couldn't even like redeem myself to like play better. So I was in a very bad place at that time. Um, again, shout out to Colin Holmes for probably helping me not freaking <laughs> go yeah. off the edge and yeah. kill myself. Yeah. Cause it's that it's heavy, man. People don't realize all that attention you get that you're not used to having. I mean, I had attention for high school, but not like that from SC and those fans are ruthless. Yeah. And that freaking announcer, Gus Johnson, I hope I freaking meet him one day was on my ass all game. Even Barkley threw an interception. He's like, I'll tell you what, that center <laughs> freshman is just really struggling. Like defense lets up a touchdown, man, that center sucks. Dude, no, I mean, it was really that bad. Like, I'm not, I don't make any excuses for what happened. Like I, I played my game. I didn't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. But they were, the announcing acted like I was the freaking worst guy in the world. But, anyways, uh, in the midst of all that darkness, I went. Uh, I didn't go to class for like a week because I didn't really give a shit <laughs> about yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a really cool teacher reach out to me it's from my solo performance class. Um, What's solo performance? Eric Trules, solo performance. Shout out to Eric Trules, uh, solo performance. Solo performance is where you uh, write. It's a, cl- it's a class. It's a one-man play. So, yeah, it's, it's a class at SC, but it's, I mean, the, the art of solo performance is like you're it's literally one person on stage telling a whole story, and you play all the characters. Yep. You play all the, you use all the props and whatnot. And uh, I didn't have a story yet in my class, so what you do in the class is you write out a whole thing, you tell like a life story, and then you perform it at the end. And I didn't go to class for a week, and Eric Trules reached out to me. And this was, he was a pretty rough, I liked him a lot because he was similar to a coach. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in theater didn't like him because he was a hard ass. But like, I, me and him, fit, you know, we fit together pretty well because he knew how to talk like that. And obviously, I had Coach O, so <laughs> Eric Trules was nothing compared to Coach O and Coach P. Um, he reached out to me and he said, Hey, I know you're in a dark place right now, but like, unfortunately for art, this is like the best time for you to like, do you work on your art and work on your story and i think you should write a story and come to class mm-hmm. and dude, i wrote out a story and i came into class on tuesday and mind you like in theater i was I, I think i was the first theater major from football ever and then you followed suit and you so we were like the only two theater majors that mm-hmm. played sports yep um including john wayne screw that but <laughs> no but i uh we'll see but, but, who's that guy? <laughs> but anyways um so mind you that like theater people don't really like jocks. Like I no. wasn't really looked at. No, everyone kind of scoffed at me when I tried to tell a story. Yep. And they all hate us. And I was trying to just fit in, um, which I did not at all. <laughs> Most massive kid in the class. I know wearing team gear and shit. Dude, team gear like showed up late, like <laughs> yeah. putting my feet up. Like theater people are just like, Ugh, and they I think know. we get everything. Yeah. So I came in on that Tuesday and told my story. I just told a story about going through like the Stanford game. In the process, which was bro, fresh because it was two weeks, very fresh. Yeah. And bro, this whole class, including Trister Truels, was just everybody was crying. Like, everybody was just like, dude, this shit was heavy. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like, and I was obviously balling too. And I just kind of was like, whoa, that felt really, really good to like express that and do it in like a creative way too, not just like talk about it like in therapy because they have therapists at SC, but. Do they re- do they really do they really help? I, you know, I don't know if people know this, but I had a similar experience in another game in the later part of my career, mm-hmm. and it don't help, dude. The therapy. If anything, it makes you feel worse. Honestly, yeah, they just point out everything you hate, yeah. and you're like, all right, well, it's like, well, how does it feel if you uh, took this pain pill? It's like, uh, here's some pills and here's some bullets. Yeah, not saying exactly. anything, just yeah. you know. 
but this will kill oh. a man. <laughs> <laughs> but so no, that's I, solo performance is uh, just like for everybody that doesn't know about it. It's about part of a of of the course that you have to take in the theater department at USC, and it's about. 10 people in a class like at least it wasn't mine mm -hmm. and you go in there and you all tell pretty vulnerable stories oh, man. man you know they're they're very vulnerable and it's it's uh, it's putting yourself out there you know so it's for having a guy like you know like you to go up there and express some shit that's like quite frankly not known and also a guy who's misunderstood it's a big ass statement for those people to see that yeah i mean my story felt like I told mine it was intense and it was cool for everybody to see. I would say I was probably more of the more masculine uh, things they had in the class, you know, yeah, comparatively. Yeah, yeah. But my my story felt pretty insignificant to other people. I mean, other people yeah. were told some gnarly stories. Yeah. But I think it was cool for people to just, we all related on that fact. Like, we all have our own lives and, like, we all have, I don't want to say the word, like, traumas, but you have, like, things that impact you deeply. It doesn't matter. You yeah. know, if you think football's stupid, it's like, yo, this is my life. And mm -hmm. I think they all got – because I think they all thought football was dumb. And I was like, y'all think it's dumb, but I got a million people on TV watching me. I got – you know, I just gave them a glimpse into my life, so I think that was cool for the theater people. And mm -hmm. then it was, personally, it was just really cool for me because it was like, whoa, that felt really good. Yeah. And then my acting classes, I went to acting classes, like, actually preparing and actually, like, studying lines – and performed them, and I was like, whoa, that felt really good. Theater started feeling really good to me after Stanford, which yeah. was like a weird paradox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that at that point, you know, you were hurt, and then I'm pretty sure that you were, like, done for the rest of the season at that point with, like, mm -hmm. your injury. And then from what I remember, you, like, left the team for a little bit, and a lot of people were, you know, they were they were a little confused and like, why that happened. And then obviously the most glaring thing is that, Oh, you know, he did bad in the Stanford game, and now he's just leaving because he doesn't want to have to like face his demons with this shit. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you know, with like football and like the, you could say the conditioning that you would have with the coaches and just the overall culture of sports and something as manly as like football is. It's something where it's like you know what, like keep going, keep Never going. Quit. Yeah, Never exactly. Quit. But it's like you know, at the same time, man, people are human beings, dude, and it's tough when you're a, a nineteen year old kid with the weight of Troy on your shoulders, you could say. Yeah. And then you have people that were hyping you up during recruiting, and then they go over there and say, you know, hey, go kill yourself or go break right. your legs or some shit like that. And, you know, how do you expect the kid to react to that? And quite frankly, thank God that you were in theater because if you're in, like, I don't know. Bro, fucking, theater, like, save you're in my like, ass, bro. Yeah, if you're in, like, some, like, winky-dink... Like, Sociology yeah, or whatever yeah, they exactly. make you take like, social or a com. Yeah, you're just, like, going to apply your emotion to agriculture. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... It, so, But that, but then again, though, that, that started something in, like, a ripple effect with you. And so now, I mean, obviously, you, I don't want to, like, skip ahead from the journey, but I remember that you, you came back... After about a year, mm -hmm. you lost a gang of fucking weight. Yeah, it was it was nuts. You were actually good looking. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> people were like, Smelt. "We're like, who is that guy?" Oh, Cyrus, what's up, man? Life is different when yeah. you lose hundred pounds. So then you came back as tight end. Um, you came back and you you know you obviously like I think that you played in a f couple games mm -hmm. and you know you did all that and but at the same time though, you were it was a different kind of Cyrus from what I remember because at that point. Uh, with with you having that incident with with Stanford, 
I was the young kid, and at that point, I was going through my own shit. I had a herniated disc that game as well Dude. in my neck. And they were like, yo, if, if you if, if you would have played probably another snap, you probably would have been paralyzed from the next down. I'm just like, thanks. Ah, yeah, got it. Can I play this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, but what about next game? Yeah, so... I just remember that when I when when you came back, I was I was uh, an older guy at that point, and I would like to, I was I was starting at that point, so I was always like seeing uh, like new things shifting in that point because like you're kind of you I don't know you're like a little bit more important and you have like more things going on through you with like the starting defense and shit like that. And I remember seeing you on scout team one day, and I was like, what the hell? Like like Cyrus is back with the shit wearing forty seven, <laughs> wearing forty seven, baby. <laughs> Who the fuck's wearing forty seven? Which was which was the number that I had, and That's I was hilarious. just like I was laughing my ass off. And and at that point, we had also like taken a few like theater classes together, and we were like steady in the grind of just trying to like be at least yeah. a D plus uh, actor. <laughs> yeah, we were at very different. When yeah. we were both wearing forty seven, we were yeah. at very different points in our lives. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so I remember that. You know, you 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 were busting your ass on the field. You were the best like blocking tight end that we had of all the scholarship guys that we had. And that was at the point where Sark was coaching. And then, you know, from what I remember, you ended up finishing school. You ended up finishing playing uh, at USC. Then you went and you, you were uh, working with, like, the strength staff or something. Yeah, like I was getting my little master's. Little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh, that just name dropped the master's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out to Debt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember that. That that happened. You were you were working with the strength staff, and I think that that lasted like what a year. Yeah, that was and fun. then you started getting into like your 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 real shit, the real craft. Yeah, acting. Yeah, and so you know now you're acting. You've actually got like a lot of good roles and a lot of good TV shows, and mm-hmm. your resume's building up, man. And you know even being you know a, a friend of yours, and even looking at it objectively, man. I tell people all the time when I talk about you as just like a, as an actor and just like as an artist that. It, all it's going to take is just like one person to like just give you that little bone, you know? And you've already gotten bones, man. You've already been on the HBO show. You've mm-hmm. already been on a couple like really good TV shows and, you know, a couple films at that. And, you know, it's 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 a marathon, as we all know. Yeah. So, you know, it's I've told you this a couple nights ago, too. You know, it's 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 just a matter of time for this dude to blow up. And it's going to be hilarious when he do, because we're still going to do this. We're still going to be on this damn players lounge thing. Hopefully, it'll <laughs> <laughs> kick us off after this. Yeah, episode. yeah, you know. But um, it's just it's it's cool for me to hear that because even then, I don't know the full thing of what's going on and and all the things that you spoke about. There's an infinite book on all of those nights, on all of those yeah. those 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 trials and like tribulations that you were able to have and then discover yourself through that. And so I think that it's important for people to like listen to shit like this because. As far as the casual fan, I'm not going to lie. There are more fans that don't know jack shit about football than the ones that do. We've sat next to them when we've gone back to the Coliseum. LA. Oh, man, dude. It's, it's awful. You know, so it's it's easy for people to sit there and look at somebody like that as a player. Because I had – we'll talk about that one day on this show. It's not it's not my episode. Yeah. But, like, f- with people reaching out to players like that and talking shit to them in such, like, a vile and just, like, malicious way – People don't really know that about that man, and it's and it's something that like people really need to like understand that like the amount of pressure that people are on, yeah. and that even then, it's like yo these these football players that you literally call them a football player before you call them a human being, damn near sometimes, yeah. you know, 
they got some emotions too, man, because oh, yeah. they're they're actually people. And you're taught to react to things violently. So. Yeah, yeah. So how, do, how do you fit into the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's 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 nowhere near the level of something of like uh, like a veteran and like you know in, in a war or something like that. Nowhere near. It doesn't even compare. Right. But it's something that can be in the same ballpark. Like there's a, there's even a, this this thing called merging vets and players. Yeah, shout that, out to MVP. Yeah, That's yeah. Really shout cool. out to Dustin Holcomb. <laughs> shout out to. Uh, what's his name that does it? Uh, Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer. I was yeah. about to say Jay Bylas. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my guy, Jay Glazer. Uh, yeah, but it's like stuff like that, man, where yeah. people can actually talk about this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's it's dope that people can, like, hear your story and stuff because there's, for every single player on that team, there's a different story. Yeah. And every single one is pretty damn interesting to hear. I agree. So, yeah, man. Hopefully I mean, we can get more into that in this show where we get guys to tell those type of things. 100%. And we will. We're going to get, I mean... It's just gonna be funny. Oh, yeah. you just wait. Yeah. You just fucking just wait. wait. And even then, we got a dope ass guest coming on at the end, at the middle oh, of the yeah, show in a little bit. You know, yeah. That. So, no. I mean, thanks for thanks for like telling us like you know like a brief you know like yeah. synopsis on like what the fuck was going on with you and like your journey up to this point. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you know like you want to want to say? I'll just say that I'm very thankful for theater. I think it really it really made me very introspective in a way that instead of blaming everybody else because. I was in a position after Stanford of blaming the coaches, blaming fans, blaming not being ready, all this stuff. It made me just accept what I did, and it made me take control. Now, even with acting, like I think the reason I've been able to get the gigs and stuff, like you said, is because I've taken acting very seriously. Like, There's a lot of athletes. People look at me when I go into auditions and stuff like, oh, another a- uh, athlete that wants to act. And it's like, no, bitch, I've been training. Like, yeah. I'm trying to take it as seriously as I was taking football. Was like, Well, USC is also the number 10 ranked acting program hey, in the country shout out to the drama school yeah behind juilliard and yale so there ain't no there ain't no shrimp dick that's what uh, I'm saying. you know yeah and i took my classes very seriously in acting and that's probably why and i went back to play football not even because i really wanted to play football just because i wanted to end it on my terms yeah. and it helped my acting even more and i'm very thankful to be where i'm at right now broke as a joke and trying to yeah. <laughs> trying to make yeah but i mean like dude like you know hbo's ballers and stuff like that yeah. you know have a scene opposite of Dwayne the rock johnson you know a guy that you were literally chopping it up with about Coach O because he played ball. Yeah, that was he pretty was, funny. Yeah, you know, you're doing that. Like you're you're you got you got a, a series regular role in this one thing. Uh, would you like to plug that? The vet TV. Sh- yeah, Vet TV. Yeah, that's which pretty- is freaking hilarious. If any of you guys are into really raunchy military humor, you should check out Vet TV. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. It's a it's a production company run by all veterans. Um, bunch of sick bastards. That's why yeah. I fit in well with them. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been. I work with them a lot. It's really cool and mm-hmm. a really cool opportunity. And uh, getting a lot of opportunities now, YouTube Red, and have a, a show on there and uh, NCAA commercial. And I think that's all because I've taken the craft seriously, not just trying to rely on, like, big athlete, football player, come on, yeah. It's like, no, i actually, like, really been yeah. grinding on this acting yeah. stuff. Well, it's just hilarious when people are like, oh, former athlete. It's like, well, I was a lot of things before I even played sports. But, you know? And I get it, too, because I see those guys in auditions. Like, I go on auditions. Oh, dudes, yeah. dudes are flexing on me, like, before the audition. I was like, dude, that's great. But the the thing for ballers was for, like, a six foot seven, 350-pound African-American, which I am definitely not that. Okay, it's quite opposite. <laughs> but it just, like, again, I didn't even expect to get even near for the part. But it's like you take things seriously and... I don't know. I think it's just giving me a more... Even, even how many times I get told no, man. I've been freaking more than 9 out of 10 on these auditions I'm getting told no at. But 
every once in a while I get a part, and I'm hoping that I can uh, shout out to anybody listening. Show me a part. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and on that note, take me with you. Bathroom break. <laughs> bathroom breaks people are supposed to still be talking on the stand microphone but we're new to this so you know i i don't know i think that it's like i said i don't want to sound like a broken record man because that's that's boring as shit but it's something that like every (laughs) it's something that every single person can i think relate to with hearing people's stories you know whether it's athlete whether it's businessman whether it's whatever the hell your occupation is Every single person has a story, you know, and and that's what this whole thing is uh, is is for as a platform. Sit here and like talk about other people's stories because even then though, you hear a guy like I don't know, uh, you could use any NFL you know star that, that is playing right now, or you can use any of the USC stars. You know, you can use a guy who I always reference um, in in Leo Leonard Williams, who's one of my closest friends. That guy's story is far more interesting than any of his accomplishments as a football player and that's something that i think that we'll be able to offer as this thing and as he's coming back into the into the chair i'm just i'm just saying that every single person has a story regardless of the occupation oh yeah yeah and uh, i use leo as an example saying that that as many accomplishments as that guy has his story of how he got there is far more interesting than any sack or any play that he did on any game. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just dope to be able to hear that stuff. And <clears throat> one thing that we are excited about today mm-hmm. is that we have a celebrity guest coming in. Oh, yes, celebrity guest. Uh, we are privileged to have somebody on this show who does not want to reveal his name. He is choosing to remain anonymous. But one thing that we did promise to you guys is that we're going to be bringing in high-profile guests that are going to be coming yes, in here and did. sharing the sharing the the shtick, sharing some stuff. Um, what we have today to present to you is a USC higher up. Did he say uh, what time he was coming in? <laughs> Mr. Felix, Mr. Hobby, great to see you again. Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate you coming by. Uh, thanks for making time in your busy schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's get let's get down to brass tacks, man. With Lynn Swan, what happened? Uh, Swan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did with like with the with the the loss or the loss with the win with Stanford. How did that happen? I mean, did, did that come as a surprise to you that after a huge win that Lynn Swan just resigns like that? Yes. Um, okay. Okay. Right. Well, let's just shift cool. gears here. Uh, me and Scott both played under Coach Helton. I respect the guy a ton. I know Scott does too. Is there any way, um, like, let's say he wins out the Pac-12 this year? Do you think that you guys will keep Coach Helton on staff or keep him as a head coach? Well, unless of course one of Lord Carroll's assistants become available. Like the good old days. Oh man! So you're telling me that if Coach Helton wins the Pac-12, never. Okay. All right. Well, let's just let's just move on. Yeah. Let's just move on. Okay. So I don't know the exact name of this bill, but I saw that California passed this bill that allows NCAA athletes to get endorsements. How do you feel about? No, no, no! Blasphemy. We will never allow it. How will we restore our power? All right, man. Okay, man. All right, well, can we, um, yeah, 
Let's just cut this. You two had such great potential. Now look at you, talking into mics like buffoons. And this one's not even wearing any pants. Hey, man, you came into our studio, dude. Yeah, come on. Can we get security in here, please? I leave on my own terms. Well, we're thankful that we get to have a higher up in here. Um, Dude, it smells like shit in here. (laughs) Goddamn. Appreciate that guy coming by. Uh, Well, there you have it. Uh, Trying to get you guys the inside scoop of a lot of these things, and we... uh, we go to great lengths to get these I th- guests on the show. I so. think he gave some good information on why Lin Swan was uh, resigned. Yeah, um, you know. yeah. Well, he, you clear you heard him say he was surprised, clearly surprised. Yeah. So I guess Lin Swan really did resign. Yeah, I guess he yeah. really did just resign. That's good information. I'm yeah. glad that he came on the show today. I don't really know how he came in and how he <laughs> left, but yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that smoke is fogging this place. Yeah, up. I think it's. I don't know if it's like smoke or a freaking fart. All right, well, shoot, dude. We, who are we playing this week? Washington? <laughs> Why don't we shift gears and yeah, let's who, talk about the Huskies. Uh, playing Washington? How are you feeling about these guys coming up? I mean, I said the same thing last week. I think that we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks. I think we're going to win. I honestly don't think that there's any team that – jeez, I'm going to sound like a jackass saying this. But <laughs> I don't think there's any team that can like literally compete with us in the Pac-12. Jackass. Genuinely don't. I think that if we go out there and we play our game and we sit there and utilize our talent and also utilize coaching in uh, in a way that like we have in Stanford and against Utah, like you said, they outcoached those guys on that game. BYU outcoached us. Right. Simple. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious. I would say so. But if we can go there and just like, dude, you got Stinky Fink. I, I like him. I like him a lot. He's playing, right? Listen to me. I like Stinky Listen, Fink a lot. Me. I know this guy. Believe I me. love Fink. I, I like him a lot. Is he, is he playing or is Slovis playing? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, we're, <laughs> we we're, should do we're recording. Research. I mean, we're recording this on a Thursday, you know, so like anything can change the game the right. day before a game. But like as far as I know, I, I think that Fink is going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but and quite frankly, even if Slovis is available, I would want Stinky Fink to play. Yeah, I like Fink. Yeah. He gives the op- he gives the, the the receivers an opportunity to really like utilize mm-hmm. their talent, man. I'll say this: I don't know if we can do the same thing we did last week, where we just line up. I think Washington's a little bit better as far as defense line up guys one on one, but I think that Utah really prepped us for the trenches because I kind of think we were getting tossed around a little bit on both sides of oh, the that's ball. Oh, that's an understatement. Dude, those guys are heavy. They were, they were jacking us up. I'm man. wondering, I'm hoping that because of that, we can translate that to Washington, where like our O-line will be able to create pathways and we'll be able to run the ball. I don't, I just, I can't see us being able to throw it up like that against Washington. I just feel like they're a better team than us being able yeah. to do that. Well, you can't, that's, that's, not a, that's not a viable game plan, but you need to be able to utilize these receivers in a way that they can use their, mm-hmm. their, their skill set. Well, the run game, you know? and that's why I think with yeah. the run game, I think we're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better on them because yeah. of that, and then it's going to open up the pass. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're at Washington, which, you know, another away game, and uh, they're ranked 17th. And that place is popping, yeah, let me tell is. you. It Do you is. remember playing it there? Is. No, it is. Bruh. That shit is loud. Dude, it's fun, though. It's yeah. nice. Like, that's what, I mean, that's that's what kind of got us in that in that thing with BYU, where we're like, oh, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, yeah. a good game environment. That's why I thought we would take Every that team's win. different. Yeah. yeah, Every team's different. Because the teams that we were on, we love playing on the road. Right, but I think the difference is what you were relating to earlier is that it's Washington. They're a little more hyped. I think that's honestly kind of a big thing with us is like we play up to the hype. So yeah. like because they're ranked, because it's up there, we might do better than we would BYU. Yeah. BYU was less of a, you know, not as great of a team, and we went there. I thought we would 
kick their butt, but we didn't make a statement game. I think with Washington, I do like our chances as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i going to wait to predict my skull. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think we're going to win. Uh, I think that it's going to be interesting playing at that kind of stadium because that stadium will be way more rocking than BYU's so ever fun. will. And one thing that I did think that was interesting is that this shit is at 1230. It ain't mm. a night game. USC always <laughs> plays slow in the first half when we're playing a day game, dude. I'm telling you. When we went and play like Cal on those on those games, oh, so like man. in the middle of the day, and it's just like str- we were in the hotel the entire night before, and we're literally out there playing like we're hungover. It's like yeah. it's 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 I don't know what it is, but I think it's because like at USC, like at, at in the Coliseum, we sit down and we play freaking mm-hmm. seven p.m. games constantly, you know. So it's just I don't know. It's like mechanics. It's just like like muscle memory at that point. I'm a little worried about their quarterback. I think. He's probably the best quarterback we've played so far. And I don't know. I'm just hoping that our defense can really hunker down. Um, I think they've been they've been rising to the challenge, but I just don't know with better teams if we can keep getting away with some of the stuff that we've been getting away with. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of anxious to see how this quarterback plays. If Stink plays, I'd like to see him run more, dude. I love watching Fink run the ball, He's got some wheels, man. He's got some wheels, Let him run, dude. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it will throw them off. I think it will open up the pass game to what you were saying, like, I don't think we can just line up, do one-on-one exactly with Washington, but if we open it up, that would be really fun to watch. Yeah, 100%, man. So you're saying that – Oh, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good game. But I just – I worry about the win then because then we can, we're going to think we're on top of the world. Like, it's like a part – I want this to be like a good game where we win but like barely win. I don't know because yeah. if we get these wins and then we're like, we're the best team, and then yeah. we're going to go to Notre Dame and get our ass kicked. No, I mean, Notre Dame is a different beast. (laughs) Notre Dame is a different thing, and that's something that we'll get to with the schedule. But, you know, I'm I'm looking at at, uh, Washington's schedule, and I see that they lost to California by one. I don't know, man. Cal looks pretty good. Cal's nice. I'm not going to lie. They look better this year, bro. They're getting better. And they lost by one. That's not necessarily bad. And the, and the thing I like about Washington is that they've made statements in the other games. Like, yeah, they're not playing maybe that good of teams, but they're beating them convincingly, yeah. which is something that we have not done in a long time. Dude, no, freaking Fresno State or freaking BYU, like these are teams that you I, need a statement win. I think, that, I think that when you play teams that are lesser than and you, and you beat the shit out of them, I think that that is a display of coaching and a display yeah. of attention to detail. So when you're able to do that, it's it's highlighting things that you have as a team. It's like, oh, we can do this, we can do that. But when you see USC, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, though, I remember you said something like a couple a couple days ago. You're like, I think that USC season will be about ruining other teams' uh, yeah. hopes. And then when we play and ruining games, our own, yeah, and then ruining our own <laughs> against teams like BYU that we should be beating. How Washington beat them, forty five to nineteen. Um, this one, I still believe that we're gonna beat Washington. Same. I think, yeah. I don't. I don't think that they can. I don't know. I'm not even gonna sit here and be like X's and O's. We got the Washington State <laughs> D. We got their defense. We got this. I don't need to point all that out. I simply think that with what we saw against Utah and what we've seen with Washington, I've only seen one game of them. I saw them when they were already blowing out BYU. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of research on them, and I'm speaking off of experience because that's all I got. <laughs> You know, so I think that we're going to go there to UW this weekend, and I think we're going to win. I think that it'll be a close game. It ain't going to be no blowout. It'll no. be a close game because we love close games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love to keep the heart rate up at USC. 
So there's going to be a close game from what I see, from what I think, and I think that we're going to take away that W. And then, uh, shit, who do we play? Who do we play? I don't even know. I'm not even going to ask who we play next week. I think that we're going to get that W, and then I think that it's going to get right back on the hype train of USC, personally. Yeah, that's the only scary thing about it. But one thing that I do like is that this seems like a pretty young team. And if the season goes away, I, I was telling you where we, it's like we ruin other people's seasons, but also ruin ours. If you have young guys, you can build on that because mm-hmm. it, no matter who's coaching and who's coached by the end of the year, I'm assuming they would get a decent coach if <laughs> if we don't win out. But uh, having young guys to build off of that mm-hmm. is really promising to me for the future of SC. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think we're going to win. I hope we do. But there's a part of me that's like, ah, oh, crap, we won. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, it's a... It's, uh... That's an honest opinion, and it's not like it's just like like not backed up because it's fucking true. So, but yeah, I think that we're gonna get the W Dubs, as we baby. predicted last week. We're one and zero on the Players Lounge podcast. God damn right, we're one and zero. I'm going for two and zero. Hell yeah, man! And I would just like to also give a special shout out to Believe. Uh, they're the ones Believe. that are making this whole thing happen. Believe, my lord. Thanks for believing in us. Please. A couple of slap dicks from USC. Please. <laughs> and then I'd also like us to thank our sponsor. That's it. That's all y'all get. That's all y'all get. Just kidding. So thank you guys for mm-hmm. tuning into this episode. We're I trying appreciate to the hell out of you. Back. <laughs> shout out to mortal Kombat. we're not affiliated with them in any way possible um and sponsors call us please and My give old, me a job yeah please so till next week guys let's pay attention this weekend and uh just always think <laughs> always think about what our prediction is at me and cyrus and i'm pretty sure that we're gonna win and if we lose uh it's gonna be a fun episode next week oh, <laughs> bye Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.